0: Exodus chapter number 3 this evening and we'll find our next part of the series and this is Mission Sunday as the Lord has allowed us to have a missionary in and so on and uh, this is so this would be Mission Sunday we'll read the first 12 verses of the book of Exodus in chapter number 3 we're going to read through chapter number 4, but not on the beginning. I'll read them point by point, and um, Lord willing, He will help us in this tonight. And I'm thankful that the Lord has worked this message out accordingly to it being Mission Sunday with this series. We've been in the series for a few weeks, you know. there, Look, there's Jesus. And we've seen Jesus as the promised seed in Genesis 2. We've seen Jesus as the permanent seer in Genesis 16. We've seen Jesus as the promised supplier in Genesis 18 as he's applied to Isaac or Sarah to be pregnant. And then we've seen Jesus last week as the pleased sovereign over there in Genesis chapter 22. And tonight, tonight we come to a familiar passage of Scripture and I'd like to preach on the thought. There's Jesus as the promoter of service. The promoter of service. And so it just happens to be Mission Sunday. And so let's read the scripture tonight. Genesis, Exodus chapter number 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And uh, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bur- bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the bush, midst the bush, and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, and put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereupon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon him. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good land and a large and to a land flowing with milk and honey into the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come upon me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, Thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. We know that took place. Thank God that it took place. God is calling a man of God into service. And I want you to know he's a promoter of service tonight. And get in my mind for just a minute and for just a thought after we pray. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to help tonight. Have your will. Have your way. Lord, please work in these people's hearts. Lord, they are um, blessed to be able to serve a God as you. And I am too, Lord. I'm thankful for that opportunity. And I pray, God, you'd help us tonight in every way. Jesus' name, amen. Imagine with me tonight that you're the Lord. Imagine that your people are being held as slaves down in Egypt. And imagine that God, that you have come to deliver them out of the land of Egypt at that point. Who would you choose to do that great work? Maybe you would choose a militant leader. Somebody who is big and strong or maybe somebody who had some great strength or somebody who was great with a gun or secretive or some secret service dude or some leader of some sort. But Would you choose an 80-year-old man? Would you choose an 80-year-old shepherd? Well... That's exactly who the Lord picked. And today, people are dying. People are dying and they're going to hell without God. And if you were God, who would you choose to go reach them? Now, would you choose a bunch of people who have been saved by grace, who have a terrible past, to uh, and still deal with that terrible past, and every once in a while, and still have a problem sometimes with their mouth an anger problem. And would you choose that person, or would you choose an angel that you could? Would you choose them and would you send them down to do the work and ordain them to be a preacher of the gospel? And by the way, he is going to do that in later times. So he can do that. So, who would you choose to go preach? Who would you choose to go reach? But yet when God chose to reach this world for himself and bring them unto him, he looked around and he decided that those who were once sinners that He saved by His grace would be best fit for the work ahead. Sounds unreasonable. But that's what God did, and guess what? We're saved to work for Him. We are in His workmanship, according to Ephesians 2.10. And according to James 2.18, We are supposed to display our faith by our works, not just faith and then work separate. I'm not saying we are a work-based salvation. You can never do anything to keep your salvation. He does that. You can never do anything to be saved because of works. He done all the work. And so we understand that. But But to gain a better and closer relationship to the Lord, we must do something for Him. We must. And so uh, when realization comes down on us, we begin to drag out all kinds of excuses of why we cannot do the work that God has called us into. And we try and find every reason under the sun of why we can't be the one for that job uh, and why we can't go there. And this was Moses' problem in the text and passages that we're going to find tonight. And as we look into the, how the Lord, being the promoter of service, handled Moses' excuses, uh, we'll find that He can handle our excuses as well tonight. Amen. Amen? But we're going to use two chapters that the Lord shows up in the Old Testament to Moses and see what we can gain from them as the Lord is promoting the service that He has for Moses upon the earth. And so Moses has excuses, but God has answers. And so look with me as I preach on that thought. There's Jesus as the promoter of service. This is going to be simple, but hang tight and check out these excuses. First excuse tonight, he says, I am not strong. Now we understand we just read the passages here, and you might not have heard him say anything about I'm not strong. But verse number 11 tells us where the Bible says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? He tells him his first concern is, Who am I? Who am I? And basically saying, he said, I'm a nobody uh, and I do not have the power uh, to bring those out of that land. I cannot do it. Uh, I am an absolute nobody. Uh, I cannot go in front of Pharaoh, uh, um, the the, the, the prince, the leader of that area. I cannot go into Pharaoh uh, and demand the release of your people, Lord. I cannot do that. Uh, But can I tell you tonight, there's many in the church uh, um, that feel this exact same way. Uh, um, we feel that we aren't qualified as somebody else uh, or we can't do the work as somebody else did uh, or that we just don't have the ability to get the job done uh, um, properly yet in some fast speed uh, um, we come to giving up uh, before we ever start uh, we give up before we ever start the work and we forget one important truth uh, that God is the promoter of service He's the promoter of service. And to say we aren't able to do the job says that God doesn't know what he's doing. Isn't that right? After all, who knows best, you or God? Then he goes on and tells us in verse number 12 uh, where the Bible says, And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, uh, that I have sent thee. Uh, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall uh, praise servant God upon this mountain. Uh, and so God's response to Moses and to us tonight uh, is to give a pair of uh, promises to him. Uh, and first he tells Moses, He said, I will go with thee. Uh, and there, this is a promise of his presence uh, and he goes through and, uh, and he tells him he says I'll go with you but not only will I go with you this promise will come to pass since I'm with you so with those few things in mind I mean there's an application that, we can, that can be made for our lives if God has called you in His service, uh, He has done so uh, with the full knowledge of your weaknesses and your inabilities uh, and your strength problem. Uh, he knows what you are and God surely knows uh, before He calls you what you can and can't do. You agree with that tonight? Then also, if God has called us, He knows that we can accomplish the task through His power. The Bible says uh, that... Um, we can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth us. That's context, by the way. Speaking of through his power. Through the power of God, he doesn't give us the ability to tackle somebody in the end zone but rather He gives us the ability to serve Him in full purpose, uh, knowing that He knows uh, and already knows what lied ahead before at the beginning. uh, And so He has the ability to allow us to accomplish the task through His power. uh, He knows the end from the beginning and He knows you from the beginning. uh, And I'm thankful for that. But then also, uh, when He sends us out into His work, uh, He never sends us alone. Is, I'll be with you always even to the end of the world that's speaking of the great commission he says I'm the same yesterday today and forevermore he's never changed he said I'll, I'll be with you always uh, even into the end of the world uh, and so that's who God is uh, and if your excuse is some lack of strength or lack of ability uh, um, then you're depending too much on yourself uh, just ask Paul he was put a thorn in his flesh And from that thorn in his flesh, he said, I'd rather glory in my infirmities the power of Christ rest upon me. For in that thing, in his grace, his grace was sufficient for him. And his grace, friend, is sufficient for you. Moses said, hey, I'm not strong. I'm not able to do this, Lord. I cannot go down there and speak to that giant of a man. Been a lowly shepherd boy. I'm not strong enough. Second thing we see, we didn't read this scripture, but we're going to now. Verse 13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them that God of your... The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial, unto all generations, Uh, go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, um, appeared unto me, uh, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Uh, And I have said, I will bring you up out of the afflictions of Egypt, unto the land of the Canaanites, uh, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, uh, Hivites, and Jebusites, uh, unto a land flowing with milk and honey and they shall hearken to thy voice Uh, and thou shalt come thou and the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt and ye shall say unto him Uh, the Lord God of the Hebrews uh, hath met with us and now let us go we beseech thee three days journey into the wilderness uh, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God and I am sure that the king of Egypt uh, will not let you go no not by a mighty hand this is the Lord speaking still Uh, and I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof and after that he will let you go and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall come to pass that when you go you shall not go empty but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and every of, of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver jewels of gold raiment and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters and ye shall spoil the Egyptians and so here he is and he's saying listen Lord I am not smart and he say you didn't get that out of there well, here he says, he's telling him very simply after God, he told God, Hey, I've got an ability problem. I can't do this. i got a strength problem, Lord. Uh, and Moses moves on to talk of his mind problem that he has. Uh, and in these verses, Moses is saying uh, to the Lord, Lord, I just don't know what to do, uh, nor do I know you enough to go down. Lord, I do not know. He says, I mean, that's what he says. Look at verse number um, 13. He said, The God of your fathers has sent you, excuse me, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they say unto me, shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Now you know, if it was me, I would know to say, The Lord God of heaven uh, has sent me unto you. Wouldn't you? You get what I'm saying here? Uh, he said, I, I don't even know you good enough, Lord. Uh, and many are in the same exact shape today uh, as Moses was. Uh, now I tell you, not all- only do we feel that we are incapable uh, of serving the Lord at any capacity and as we should. Uh, and we also feel that we're inadequate. We're not smart enough. Uh, we can't do that. Uh, and that somehow we just don't know God enough. Uh, that somehow we just don't know His Word enough. Uh, I've heard it time and time again. Uh, that I cannot witness to that person uh, because I just don't know the Word of God enough and I don't know how to respond uh, from them. Uh, and so to, I, I can't get the job done because of that. Uh, And God's response to him was to remind him um, that he is the I am, I am, and I am. Uh, While Moses may not be smart enough, the God who calls him uh, and equips him certainly is smart enough. Uh, And God in essence is saying, Moses, uh, I will show you uh, who I am if you'll go with me. Uh, I know you might not know me like you ought to know me, uh, but if you'll follow me, uh, I will show you who I am this is how the Lord works in our lives friend he leads us out to follow him by faith uh, and we know very little about him or his ways in many aspects uh, um, but as the need arises God approves himself uh, and God proves himself all knowing uh, and faithful to every challenge that arises uh, and his great name uh, I am becomes uh, um, becomes uh, an open ended statement of fact Uh, it is what he is Uh, it will always be who he is Uh, tomorrow guess who he'll still be Uh, he'll still be I am Uh, in 500 years uh, he'll still be I am Uh, in 2 gazillion years uh, he will still be I am friend there is not a situation you'll ever find in that God doesn't hold the solution to you'll never go into a situation Without knowing the solution, if you got God on your side, He's able, and He's in, he, He's able to enable us uh, uh, and equip us as we go throughout this life. Uh, and following the Lord by faith uh, can be a scary thing. Uh, um, but when we look at the size of the task uh, and compare our abilities to it, we often see ourselves lacking, uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's a humble thing to be. Uh, um, but but just don't leave God out of the ability there. Leave God out of the ability. Never allow a lack of education, a lack of money, a a lack of skill or any other thing stop you from being everything God wants you to be. Because if God calls you somewhere, He's going to equip you to go there. I mean, as simple as that, even if you can't see within yourself what you need uh, and just be faithful to obey Him uh, who has called you and placed you in His work uh, and above all else when you're measuring yourself against the task, uh, always remember uh, to measure Him uh, who is above all other things uh, to that task and see if you can come out on top then. He's exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. How do you think Noah felt? Lord, that's, a big, that's some big measurements you give me there. How do you think I'm gonna do this? How do you think David felt? Lord, that's a big giant you got there. I mean, I mean really, how do you think Daniel felt? Man, that's a big line. How do you think the three Hebrews felt? Man, that's a big fire down there. You know what they felt? They felt like there's a big God that was leading them. And I promise you, friend, it doesn't matter how big the thing is. They had faith, uh, and they made it through that. And if God brings you to it, uh, He can bring you through it. Uh, And if you'll trust in Him tonight, it doesn't matter how smart uh, or how not smart you are, uh, how weak or how strong you are, uh, there is a God in heaven uh, who's strong enough and smart enough. Amen. Amen. And then He says, I am too small. Too small. Go to verse chapter number 4. Verse number 1, the Bible says, And Moses answered and said, behold, But behold, thou wilt not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto me, unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is thine in thy, that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. He said, He cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto him, Moses, Put forth thine hand, take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. "...that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put now thy hand into thy bosom." He put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thy hand in thy bosom again. He put it in his hand in his bosom again, plucked it out of his bosom. behold, it was turned again into another flesh, to his other flesh." And it shall come to pass if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, they that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice that thou shalt take up take. Of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land. The water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither her, her, heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of slow tongue. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But he goes through these verses 1 through 9 especially. And he says, listen. Just plain, just plain as day. After, after the Lord already handled these other two excuses, Moses decides that if he tells somebody that he has a meeting, personal meeting with God, as small as he is, just a little, sh- just a shepherd man, uh, just a shepherd, all he is, uh, um, they will decide that Moses is lying. And in other words, he said, "I'm too small to stand up to somebody that big." <laughs> Many believers today feel the exact same way though. And when it comes to serving the Lord without fear, uh, many seem to have the expression that others will think uh, that they're crazy when they begin to talk that the Lord has called them into some work. uh, Or or if they say that God has just led them somewhere, God's led me to Africa, or God's led me here or there. And the truth is, uh, we often feel that we are inferior to the world. we've had this wonderful life-changing event in our life. If God calls you to service, that means God's already called you to be saved. And so so the, we, we often feel that we're inferior in and smaller than all those around us. And we, but, but, but when we tell others about what God has done for us, you know, if you've experienced salvation, you've experienced the gospel. And if you can't tell them something else, then my Lord, why can't you tell them what you, what Jesus has done for you? God's response to Moses is to let him know that when the Lord gets through working in and through him, there will be no doubt in the minds of others of how the truth of Moses' story is. He said, "Throw that rod down." When that rod, and then that rod turns into a serpent. What he's showing him his power. He said, if I'm in you, no matter how small you are, you've got a big God inside of you. And if I can turn that rod into a, if I can turn that rod there into a snake, and I can turn that hand there into lepers, I promise you I can get through to them what I need to get through to them. I mean, it's simple as that. It's very simple as that. There would be no doubts in the minds of those people that Moses' story is in fact true. And in fact, God makes it very plain in verse number 9 that no matter what they say, He will keep working in Moses until they are sure that His story is right. Verse number 9, And it comes to pass, If they will not believe also are two signs, neither hearken to thy voice that thou shalt... Take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land. It turned into blood. He said, it don't matter if they don't believe the first time or they don't believe the second time. They'll believe the third time. We'll keep going till they do believe. And so, so, so he will keep working in Moses until they're absolutely ready. And I tell you, friend, this is true in the lives of God's children. Uh, and this is true uh, when the Lord comes in his saving power. Uh, um, by he also comes in changing power. Uh, and that's how he works. No life can be touched by the power uh, of God and the power of the gospel and the salvation uh, that is in Jesus Christ and remain the same. Uh, uh, no man can do that. Uh, he will recreate the new believer. Uh, um, the Bible says, "Wherefore, if any man, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's uh, a new creature. All things have passed away. Uh, but all things have become new." Uh, and that's not to say that there won't be faults from time to time. Uh, but however, the child of God uh, will be unmistakably changed uh, from that point. Uh, I'm small to you, but I got a big God living on the inside of me, uh, and we must let the light, Lord. Have His way in our lives uh, and let us give Him the room to work in us, uh, and so that this lost world uh, out there today uh, uh, may see that there is power in the blood uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, a power to save souls. Uh, the Bible says, I, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, it is the power of God unto salvation uh, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, it is the power of God the salvation, uh, and if you'll get the the gospel out, God will do the changing. Amen. There's hope for souls out there. Amen. I'm not, I'm not strong. I'm not smart. And I'm not, I'm too small. I'm too small. That's what Moses felt like. Then lastly, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, I'm going to read through verse 17. Oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since." Thou hast spoken to me, thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. The Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? <laughs> or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? He see, he, see, he tells him who he is right there. Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. <laughs> he, he, he questions him for just a second. I'll get into that. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people and he shall be even his he shall be to thee instead of a mouth and thou shalt be to him instead of God and thou shalt take this rod in thine hand wherewith thou shalt do signs we understand that rod was Moses' rod and Aaron's rod both of them use it but this is what he said he said hey I'm not a speaker he said I'm not a speaker For alliteration's sake. And in a last effort to get away from what God had for Moses, he tells the Lord that he has some sort of speech impediment. And it may be that Moses just thought and therefore responded slow, or maybe he just um, had a stutter, like some people say, or whatever. Whatever the problem was, Moses tries to use it as an excuse to get out of the will of God. He tries to do that, and many of the Lord's children are just like Moses today. They're just like Moses today. They look at the lack of education. They look at the lack of physical handicap. And understand that they look at the lack of their age or their income or you name it uh, in an effort to stay out of the Lord's way and stay out of the Lord's will and what the Lord wants for the life. Uh, and in truth, there's, not le- there's no legitimate excuses for not serving the Lord. Somebody say man, right there. man. There's not one legitimate excuse. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how big you are, how small you are. It does not matter. There is no excuse for not serving the Lord. Not one. Not one excuse for not serving the Lord. Now, whatever you hold up may be, God was well aware of aware of it before He ever called you. Amen. Well, I tell you something. there, there. there there's a duty. There's a duty to do exactly what the Lord wants us to do in our lives. There's a duty. God's responses to Moses is that he made man's mouth and that he needed what he needed and he could do with it what he wanted to do with it. It's practical. He was able to give man what he needed when he needed it. He was able to use man when he needed him. He was able to do all those things. He made man's mouth, he made man's mind, and he was able to do exactly what he wanted to do. And Moses tries to put off God in verse 13, and he said, "Oh my Lord, send! I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou wilt sin. And so, so at that time, God gets angry with Moses, and he promises Moses a helper. Now there's a lot of truth there, but Aaron was not a perfect man. By no means, and Aaron led a lot of the children of Israel into sin. We understand that, but you know I have no need to fear being used to the Lord. He's still God. Amen. He's still God and He can still take those who He has saved and fill their minds and fill their mouths for His good. He can still do that. And for His glory. We, we have Also, I want to give a little application. You know, He has given us a person to... He's given us a person too. And that person is called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, and He is He is ever with us and He will teach us uh, um, what we need to know along the way. And uh, uh, unlike Aaron, unlike Aaron, He will never cause us or lead us into trouble. Uh, he'll never do any of those things, but His plan uh, is to help us along the way so that we can be the best Christian uh, and that we can be for the glory of God. Uh, and if your excuse is some, uh, some sort of speech impediment infirmity or whatever, age or money or whatever, whatever it may be, uh, and then put this thought aside this evening uh, because God can use whatever He wants to use. Uh, and God used an ass to speak to Balaam. Uh, and God used a rooster to speak to Peter. Uh, and I tell you, friend, uh, all He is needing is a willing vessel. Amen. He's the promoter of service to you. It appears to me that regardless of excuses that man makes up for not doing the will of God, God always has an answer to those excuses. And here's the bottom line. If you missed everything else, don't miss this. God wants to be, God wants to use you. That's what God wants to do. and He has saved you by His grace. And he has made something out of your life. And if you'll think about it, then he wants to show you off. But not really, but he wants you to show him off. Amen. To a lost and a dying world. I'm telling you, the best thing you and I can do is throw excuses down to the ground and realize that God is able when we are not. Amen. When we're small, God's big we're not a good speaker the holy spirit sure is a good speaker Amen. i mean when we're not strong he's the strongest one you ever find what i'm telling you tonight is that there's a god in heaven who can deal with this stuff and our heart's desire should be and must be to serve him at all cost regardless of what he asks for our lives it doesn't matter if he sends you to flatlands in zimbabwe in 200 degree weather every day God can make you to be just what you need to be down there. He gave his all, and I tell you, we we need to serve him at all costs, Amen. regardless of what he asks from our lives. After, you know, he gave his all, and he asks no less of us. Amen. Are you willing to come to him and say, here am Lord. Send me. There's no one that God can't work with. He's promoting service to Moses. And uh, believe it or not, He's promoting service to you. I don't know your heart this evening, but I don't know what God's doing, but God puts me here, and that's where I've been preaching on the last week. I just want everybody to know that. And so... It's pretty serious, and I I think the Lord can use you for the cause of Christ. I know He can. No matter your condition, no matter your problem, no matter your impediment, no matter infirmity or anything else, God needs some people to go. That's what God needs. Stand to your feet tonight. I don't know what you need, but I feel like it's very important to continue to serve God until the day we die. And we need to get in His sovereign will for our lives. We must. We must. We're going to turn the world upside down. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something. I don't know if you need to pray tonight, but I'm going to pray. And if you need to pray, y'all. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness. And I pray for each person in this church tonight that you would be, Lord, with their lives or to lead them in the direction that you'd have them go. Lord, I please, I plead the blood, Lord, for the means of this church, Lord, that we would be willing to go, not only give, but go, Lord, for the sake of the gospel. Lord, it is such an important thing to... Lord, it's a calling that you've placed upon life. and Lord, there's so much that you um, have to deal with when it comes to us, Lord, and the situations, Lord, and excuses that we like to throw up, but God, we know that we're small, and we know that we're not strong, Lord, we know that we're not, we just can't speak right, Lord, we're not smart, but God, we know, Lord, that you know all, Lord, you're in, 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 Lord you are absolutely omnipotent, Lord, you are omniscent. Lord, you're omnipresent. Lord, all those things, Lord, you know all and you're in all and you're for all. And Lord, we ask you, God to just please tonight lead, guide, and direct the people of this church. Lord, to be obedient to the calls of Christ. Lord, that we would not just be pew sitters or Lord that we would be serving you in every realm of the application and doing all that we can while we can do it. Help me and my family to be obedient to you as well. And trust you in always. We thank you for the opportunity to preach again tonight. We ask you, dear God, to keep us safe as we leave here tonight. Lord, and to go into place of work tomorrow. Lord, help us to draw nigh to you and you'll draw nigh to us and work in our lives. Lord, help each person, lady, and man in this building tonight to obey the calls of Christ. Lord, help us. We need your help. In Jesus' precious and holy name we do pray. Amen.